What's good, everybody? It's 99 miles per hour uh, with Percy Garner, and uh, I'm excited. We got a special guest today, uh, but we'll get to him in a second. Uh, first off, I do want to make sure you do go check out all the other podcasts on the Get Level Pod Network, uh, ran by the Josh All, um, and. Go ahead and check out my, I guess, my merch store to help support a Dover, Dover student for uh, a scholarship. That'll be somewhere. I forget where you put it, Josh, on the other sides. Um, also, we didn't get any more five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Don't know what that's about. I mean, <laughs> this is the best podcast out there, so probably need to figure that out. Uh, anyways, uh, I guess we'll move right along. So... The next guest, we did have Nick Goody last time, who was with the Indians uh, when I played. But now we got someone making a name for themselves. Uh, it's not 99 miles per hour, but more like a, a 92. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just it. But no, the, the guest today is a starting pitcher in the rotation currently for the Cleveland Indians, for your Cleveland Indians. And um, I got to meet him a few years back while I was playing. Uh, he, you know, he was uh, just getting his feet wet, new draftee. Out of what I just learned, Northeastern, where I'm actually continuing my education right now. Um, but I think you were a second round draft pick. Third. Third round draft pick. Um, that's just crazy. Uh, I mean, as you guys will see when we get through this interview, he does. He is a very, I guess, humble guy and uh, just a hard worker, which we like in the Cleveland or- in Cleveland Indians organization. But uh, no further ado. We have Aaron Savali. In case you guys didn't know how to say his name, I th- I'm saying that correctly, right? That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Aaron Savali. So, Aaron, man, uh, I appreciate having you on the podcast. Uh, it does feel weird. It feels weird saying your first name in baseball. Okay. We don't use those. Yeah, I kind of forget my first name. So <laughs> like, Aaron, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> man, well, I mean. Uh, I know I was texting you before the season, telling you how great of a season you were going to have. I know Bieber was telling you that, but you were kind of just like, yeah, you know, it's going to be all right. But then, hey, man, um, I enjoyed watching you. I'm kind of blacked out because I'm I'm still in YouTube TV for one of my friends. And so I have to watch the Tigers. So whenever you guys play the Tigers, I can tune in. (laughs) But, you know, MOB TV blocks out people if you live there. So fun times. But I have to catch the. (laughs) <laughs> I have to catch your games like after the fact. But um, have you done any podcasts already? I, a a, I did a couple in quarantine. Uh, nice. with, with Pitcher's List and one with uh, Cressy back in the offseason. Oh, so. nice. Pitcher's List. I love watching those clips they have on social media. Yeah, they're good. Have you made it up there? A couple times. Hey. Alex Fast pretty frequently. So Nice. Is it because of uh, your pitching or is it because of your uh, cat-like reflexes on the mound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I asked last night. He's like, do you practice those uh, comebackers? Like, I'm just reacting. Like, yeah, that's just. So time to practice that. Just <laughs> no, no, no. And if we do, it's with the, the rag balls when we were in the minor leagues. Right. <laughs> Coach is just having fun crushing baseballs at you. <laughs> exactly. But um, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I mean, I started this because of quarantine. Um, but nah, man, I've, I've started to have, you know, professional baseball players on here now. I did have, I had CC on here. I had Ken. Um, 
and trying to get Tristan and Bieber on here, but you know, Tristan's too good for, too good for me now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he is. He is. But, uh, did I see he was up to 99 the other, like in his debut? Uh, I think he hit a seven. Seven. Okay. I was going to say, I thought I heard an announcer say, yeah, his debut was 95 to 99. Like, dang, Tristan, a hundred pounds throwing 99 miles per hour. That's crazy. Um, anyways, (laughs) what'd you say? One mile per pound. (laughs) I like it. That's efficiency right there. Um, but let's, let's just talk about you a little bit. Might have the highest mile per hour per pound. Yes. He is. What do they call that in boxing? The pound for pound. He's probably the, (laughs) the, one of the best pound for pound pitchers in the league, which is pretty impressive. Um, yes. And that goes along with just what I was, the theme of what I was talking about. Aaron Savali. He's not, he may be confident, but he hides it well. You know, Aaron, you, uh, just the, the personality. I didn't think you were a high drive pick when I was talking with you and Shane at the apartment down in Arizona one day. I'm just like, wait, where, where round you guys drafted? And you guys were like, oh, yeah, like third. And what was Bieber? Was it fourth? Fourth, yeah. I was just like, what? Because <laughs> you guys just don't, you don't carry yourselves. You didn't go buy an expensive car. Well, you might have one now. What are you driving I got, now? I got one in quarantine, so. Did you? I, I, waited, I waited, but I got what one. You got? you got Tesla? <laughs> I, got a, I got a A7. Ooh, Nice. It was used though, so I didn't. Oh, look at you! <laughs> Still being smart, yes. I got a Ford Fusion, baby. Let's go. <laughs> but uh, I love a Ford Fusion though. It does need a car wash yeah, right now though. Great car. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but other than you know you being modest, we we need we want to hear kind of your backstory. You know, a lot of people know who you know uh, Tito is and Lindor and all that, but you know. I mean, you share on social media. That's kind of like a thing you got to do now, but you're not really an open book. So that's why I want to kind of show the the Tuscarawas County and uh, Northeast Ohio people, you know, what you're about, because I, I think they're, you're an interesting dude. And um, uh, I kind of want to learn some stuff, too, that I've never. It's kind of awkward if we're just sitting in the clubhouse like, hey, man, uh, you know, what's your favorite food? You know? <laughs> but uh, but tell me about yourself, man. I mean, uh, I, you're where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in East Windsor, Connecticut. Why Connecticut. That hey. looks like a backwards U.S., but it's Connecticut. <laughs> Did not know that. I probably should uh, figure out my yeah, geography. Yeah. For Christmas, and I was looking, I was like, that looks backwards. And then it's like, that's Connecticut. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so did, uh, you, did you go to a big high school? No. Uh, no. I went, grew up in a small town in Connecticut, East Windsor, Connecticut. East uh, Windsor. I went to a prep school where my brother had gone. Probably 700 kids there. Played about 16 baseball games per season. So wow, get about seven to eight starts in. Play twice a week. So really, not not very many games. Start in the end of March and finish in early May. Wow, so pretty limited uh, high school season as far as baseball went. Yeah, but, it is. I think. Uh, I yeah, think we- I mean. Just kind of didn't really know what a weight room was in high school. Just played <laughs> high school baseball. Uh, I played Legion baseball in the summer. Never okay. Ball or anything. Um, little league growing up, but nothing crazy. Um, didn't really know much about training or whatnot. Just kind of, I think in high school, I long tossed every day with my buddy. Just, I don't know why we did it. We just did <laughs> for that now, but uh, nice. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, that's good to hear just because, I mean, nowadays, I mean, you're not old at all, but just 
since when you were in high school to now, it's like totally changed. Absolutely. Um, I think it's unfortunate that baseball now is kind of, if you have money, you have an advantage. Um, I don't think that should be the case. And I don't think people should think that a guy actually messaged me on Instagram the other day. He's like, Hey, I have an 11 year old and a nine year old. What should I do to give them an advantage? I was like, uh, teach them to love the game and let, let them love the game. Don't make them play baseball all year round and don't buy into all these travel teams and whatnot. It's, let the kid enjoy it. If you teach a kid to, to love baseball, then he's going to want to put the work in later instead of him thinking that he has to because someone told him he's good at it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen way too many examples of parents telling their kids they're they're good at it and they do it because that's what they were told instead of them wanting to do it. So I just told him, like, hey, let your kid find the drive, whether it's baseball or something else. Just get them, get them involved or interested in something and then let his desires take over for the work. Don't make him do anything. I like that. Um, and I've been doing some beginner like pitching lessons. I don't teach like mechanics or anything. I'm just trying to kind of get the kids just wanting to throw the ball hard and believing they can be accurate with repetition and practice with throwing the ball hard. Not just because I know I grew up with like, oh, yeah, I want to throw strikes. You know, I got to throw <laughs> strikes. And I didn't really learn until I was 26 that just chuck the ball. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and everything yeah. else will work out. <laughs> I know I'm still learning that. Every time you try and be too cute with it, it ends up being a bad pitch. So mm-hmm. you think that's what you got to do just because hitters are good. But at the end of the day, if you just throw the pitch with conviction, no matter what it is, whether it's 89 or 99, uh, I think a pitch with conviction is better off than trying to place something. Agreed. At pretty much every throw around the diamond's got to be convicted. If you're throwing a pick off the first, Absolutely. you know, if you, if you throw that kind of like, uh, it's it's any pitch, any throw you got, you make just like shooting basketball. If you're a running back getting the handoff up the middle, you can't be shy or timid. You just got to go all out and trust in it. And the, that was kind of where, you know, I had a little bit of problem a little bit in my career, but um, the Indians did help out a lot. What do you think the Indians have taught you outside, you know, because you know you've, well, I guess you learned some probably training skills and how to eat and stuff like that in college. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, once you got drafted by the Indians, um, what what was the biggest thing that you took away from, you know, how to take care of your body and be a professional? Yeah. Um, for For me, obviously the resources with the Indians are endless. Uh, they may not be the highest market team, but they have all the resources in the world. Um, with that being said, if you, with the Indians, if you seek out what you want, there's going to be at least one person there to help you. Um, most likely there's going to be five to 10 people, but with, with us, I think the biggest thing that they do is it's not cookie cutter. Um, everyone can, can bring their own input to the table. And as long as you have reason to back it up, they, they're pretty good about either countering and reasoning with you or letting you do what you want. Um, if you want to throw 90 feet every day, then as long as you have a good reason for it and you can back it up, then you do that. If you want a long toss then you do that as long as you have a good reason for it. Um, but just as far as learning from them, there's just so many, so many people here, so many different, different knowledge bases, um, older, younger, newer to the game, pro ball experience, no pro ball experience, just 
a lot of communication is goes on with the Indians, and that's that's not always the case with life in general. Um, I think communication is a huge aspect as to why pitchers are developed well. A lot of guys want to put in the work, and they they set up a scenario here where they they allow you to speak with them. It's not it's not a it's a symbiotic relationship. It's not them telling you what to do. It's gotcha. you telling you giving input and they're giving input back. And it's a relationship that you develop instead of just a, like a dad telling his kid, he's good at something. It's, Hey, yeah. let's figure this out together. Yeah. I mean, and that's big. Just feeling like you're like, I know right now when I involve my kid in some decisions, obviously I might, control 95% of that, but his little 5% input, it's still, you know, he feels involved and it's just not me. Hey, this is what we're doing today. Even, uh, if that's how it was for me growing up, but absolutely, yeah. The one thing I kind of took from the Indians is the biggest thing is what you said. It's not cookie cutter. You know, I know there's a lot of organizations out there that, you know, they have a way and they think this is how it should be done and everyone should do it this way. And I think that does harm. That's even in college. But I was I was blessed to have a college that didn't do that. I mean, did Northeastern, how, how was, you know, going through their program? That was great. Uh, my head coach is Mike Glavin, uh, the Glavin that you're thinking of, is his brother. And he just, he understood everything. He understood what players needed. Um, obviously, with college, there's regimen and there's structure and all that. And I'm I, I think going to college is the best thing that you can do. I think uh, understanding that structure is important, helps long-term routines and, and whatnot. Um, those 6 a.m. lifts are terrible when you're doing <laughs> it. You're walking in negative 30-degree wind chill in Boston, Mass. But looking back on it, it's like all, all those little things make the competition on the field so much more fun because, you know, you can look back and see all the hard work you put in. It's like, Hey, like why, why should I be thinking right now? I, I put the work in, so I'm going to go out here and just execute. And that's all you have to focus on when you're out there. And then that's uh, basically uh, rest in peace. Roy holiday. That was his, what he believed in hard work and preparation gives you confidence. You know, I went into pro ball thinking success brings confidence. And that was one of the things I learned um, is, you know, I never was thinking about, look, I've w- woken up and done all these fo- I because I played football first, doing all these lists for football, right. doing all this hard work. And I would never take that in the game as, you know, let's just, I, I would still have some little thinking, you know, a little bit. And uh, that's, that's a one valuable lesson that I think if any, if any, you know, young kids are listening to this or um, just want any tips about uh, getting better at baseball, I think Aaron just said it best. Like you have to, have fun and just play the game. There's, you shouldn't be on the mound like, okay, I want to keep my arm here and do all that. And yeah, and I think that's <laughs> that's something that even you know adults fall victim to. So um, yeah, and I and I think it's, um, I think it's yeah. important. It becomes how quickly can you make those adjustments when those thoughts do creep into your head? It's like how how quickly can you realize it, and then how quickly can you change it? Because it does happen even even in the big leagues, no matter like every guy goes through it, like, Hey, like caught myself doing this. It's just, do you catch it or does someone else catch it? Does it take an inning? Does it take a game or does it take a pitch Uh, or does it take not even a pitch? Just a thought. I'm like, Hey, stop it. Yeah. (laughs) 
And and it's funny. I, th- I think that's what Andrew Miller, he would actually say that out loud on the mound was stop. <laughs> but, um, I think that, yeah, I think the other thing that you thought that you brought up is very important too. And that's routine. And you learned that in college, but that's not set in stone what your routine is going to be. Obviously learning new things and be able to make uh, different adjustments, not only on the mound, but in your, your nutrition and your workouts, getting to know yourself. Um, yes, it's great to get drafted out of high school, but you really don't have time to learn yourself and going into pro ball. It could be a disadvantage. There are some people that are ready uh, but I think it's a very little crowd, uh, especially, you know, we have six levels to go through in minor league baseball. So they do have time to figure themselves out. Um, but I think getting the education in the process uh, is pretty good. <laughs> you get the education and you get to know yourself a little bit. And that is if you come from great programs like uh, me and you ha- were blessed to do so. Uh, you know, me being Ball State, we actually played Northeastern in football. Uh, I didn't have anything to do with it. We did win, but I was just, uh, you know, doing my signals on the, on the sideline. (laughs) But, uh, but no, like, uh, if, if not baseball, what other sport would you play? Probably none. I'm not fast enough to do anything else. I chose, I chose pitching for a reason. I knew they were going to be fast. Probably none. I like it. (laughs) I mean, if I, pick any sport to play at the professional level would be golf. I think that's the best sport you can do. You get to, you get, I mean, you control everything. Like you, if you do well, you get paid. If you don't, you don't, Yeah. you get to play in sick locations. You get to travel the world. And I mean, what, what's better than that? But at the end of the day, that's, there's a lot of pressure on that. Cause if you, you aren't performing or something goes wrong, it's completely on you. Nobody's (laughs) going to, yeah, it can be lonely. Baseball is individual, but there's a lot of guys that pick you up. For instance, last night I gave up four in the fifth, and then that that tied the game. And Santana came right back and hit a two-run bomb to give us the lead back. Feels good. (laughs) If if I'm playing golf and I give up four in an inning, that's the equivalent of probably like a quad bogey on a hole. (laughs) Somebody's there to hit a birdie on the next hole for me. I got to do that. It's a great analogy. Uh, Speaking of golf, I'm trying to get into it. and in my line of work right now, you know, a lot of relationships are made on the golf course and I'm, Absolutely. and I'm trying to, you know, learn and it is frustrating. <laughs> How are you? How are you golfing? Are you decent? I'm, I'm okay. okay. Nothing, nothing crazy. I have fun. One, one to two shot, good shots. A, a round will keep me coming back. So see, I don't have any good shots, but I still go back. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the to the driving range a little more, but I also don't want to just go to the driving range to just try to blast the ball and try to have okay. some purpose. So <laughs> treat it like baseball. Can work, and then you get there. And like, I'm just gonna hit bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so this might be a hard question. Um, who is your favorite teammate? <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, you can give me a few favorite teammates. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of different personalities, a lot of different ways a guy can be a good teammate, whether it's really personal relationship with a guy or off the field relationship or what what energy a guy brings to the field. Um, OK, hold yeah. on. Hold on. How about this one? Because I get I get this question a lot, too. Who was the, you know, I always get that. Who was the, your favorite? Who was up there up there? Who was the coolest or whatever? And I really have a, a few people to name. There's no one. The greatest thing I think about the, um, the organization when I was playing is 
there was no one where you were just like usually you have that one person where you're like all right dude like <laughs> i get a clue but from right. from from my viewpoint i didn't think there was one person who i was just like you know what i wouldn't go have dinner with that dude pretty much everybody i was just like yeah let's go i would get a text message from anybody let's go eat and at the time i you know i was a rookie so i had to do anything anyway but um <laughs> who, who who's buying the candy right now for the bullpen um i don't know if they're doing candy anymore i don't know they're, they're trying to be more healthy <laughs> we, have, uh, we all have our own like individual bags this year because of covid and all the rules oh so yeah rookies are carrying those cam and karen check it's like a 50 pound bag that they got all of the little individual bags in so balls and snacks for a game whatever um i don't think they're doing candy though gotcha who was who, who has impressed you uh so much um, like the best who has been the most impressive to you this year so far i guess out of the young guys because obviously right we know who's going to be great <laughs> yeah um i think there, there's been a few guys that have just made big strides i know he's newer obviously bieber what he's done this year has been yeah incredible. nobody knew he was going to be that good no i'm joking <laughs> i'm just joking with you bieber you <laughs> But uh, that's just great to watch that. You and him, uh, you know, doing your thing. I got drafted in 2016 with him and Plesak. Um, Yeah. The strides that both of them have made and seeing them work each day and what they do and how they go about their business and just go out there and compete on the mound. Uh, On paper, neither of them, on paper, maybe, I don't know, Crasco's got some nasty stuff on paper. Uh, (laughs) And Bieber's got it. He's got great stuff. I mean, everyone has good stuff, but yeah. on paper, not like, it's not DeGrom where they're throwing 100 or Cole where they're throwing 98. And yeah. all that stuff. Um, but just the way that everyone on our team seems to pitch and pitch with confidence and go about their business, it's they do carry the work that they put in onto the mound, and it's very clear. Um, nobody's really afraid to back down. Uh, that's on the pitching side. And then hitting side, I know he's been new, but Naylor's really impressed me with the way that he's been playing. Um, very high energy guy. Uh, very very similar approach to Hosey. I, I love watching Hosey play. Like, <laughs> Who does it, man? I just like watching him walk. He's my dad's favorite player. <laughs> Is uh, he? Yeah, I got, I got my dad. I got him to sign a ball for my dad last year, and he cried. Oh, <laughs> really? Nice. But That's what's up. He's, he's I don't know. The whole team is just fun to watch. Um, Make one coming back from his ACL. He's, that, I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Make one. Everybody, I know we, on result wise, we've been struggling, but nobody, you would never know in the locker room. You would never know. Everyone's yeah. really good about how they go about their business and picking each other up and understanding that as a team game and the, the results. Yes, wins and losses are important. Yeah. Uh, that's what dictates success at the end of the day. Um, but nobody seems to be result driven. You would never know if somebody goes four for four or zero for four because they're they're putting the work in. They're giving it their best effort, and at the end of the day, that's all anyone can do is give it their all. Mm-hmm. It, you can get upset with a guy if you see he's dogging it or not giving it his all because that's frustrating, and you know everyone else around you is. So just going out there and giving it your best effort, whatever you're doing, that's that's all you can do. And I'm not gonna 
throw 99 ever. I'm never going to be in the 99 mile per hour club. I don't know about but, that. <laughs> it's just not going to, it's not in my cards. <laughs> but with that being said, I should never try to do that. I should always understand that I'm Aaron Savali. I'm not Jacob DeGrom or I'm not a guy that's going to go out there and throw a hundred. So yeah. understanding, like you mentioned earlier, going to college and learning about yourself. I think that's one of the biggest uh, and most important factors is understanding who you are and then from there determining how can you be your best self, not how, you, how can you be someone else. Yes, there's going to be influences from teammates around you and coaches and the game itself and the direction that it's headed or whatever whatever you're doing in life and the direction that those things are headed, but understanding what you can bring to the table and then maximizing those those values um, and then just trusting trusting what you're doing. Gotcha. That's what's up. I appreciate that. Um, real quick, what is your, I guess, routine for your starting thing? Because I know when I started, obviously the day you start, you know, you get to the field a little later, you try to, you know, keep your energy up for, for the game. Uh, but then the day after, and I was started with the Phillies, so different organization, I would lift heavy lower body the day after my start and run a long ways, you know, stairs or run poles for 25 minutes, all the fun stuff. And then the next day would be bullpen day. I would do an upper body lift and, you know, a little bit, a little less conditioning. And then the day after that, I would do a light lower and just long toss. And then the day after that, kind of tailor it down, you know, chill out and make sure you're ready for the, the next day. Um, how does your routine, you know, just compare it to mine and what you think uh, is best for you now that you've played? And I know you still got, uh, you know, a long way to go, hopefully, in your career. But you're still learning yourself. But um, basically, what right now, what are you doing uh, that yeah. you think is your, your go-to routine? routine? So I'll start with day one, which is day after. Um, that's what my day today is. I threw last night, so... Today will be. Uh, I don't. I don't touch a baseball today. I do just weighted balls, which is a normal warm up for me uh, going out to play catch. But I won't. I won't touch a baseball today. Okay. I'll give my arm a little break and give my fingertips a little break. Some of the laces are pretty rough and oh. blister issues in the past. So yeah, that, uh, that gives my fingertips a little break and. Get my arm moving, but not not too much workload. Um, just throw a lot of pitches when you start through, I think, 107 last night. So um, as far as throwing goes, it'll just be weighted balls. And then I will get a full, uh, full body lift in. It's typically a little heavier today um, than the second lift in the cycle. So I'll do... Uh, Weighted balls, lift, and then some form of cardio, either bike, peloton, or um, it kind of cycles through throughout the season. Um, we're in a kind of a, not a, a down phase, but just kind of tapering down a little bit so we can get ramped up for uh, max energy for the playoffs. Um, there's some kind of pole work, either ladders or half poles or half and quarter poles, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, nothing crazy, nothing long distance, no 25 minute run. <laughs> hey, the Phillies love running, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, today's probably the only day where it's longer work. 
uh, cardio wise. And that's just, I mean, I, I wear a heart rate monitor when I pitch and it's about two and a half, anywhere from two to three hours of average 140, 130 heart rate. So yeah, the, the cardio itself may not be important, but the, the heart rate work is True. what is important. So if you don't mind me asking, what do you get up to? Um, I've been up to 180, 190 before a game. Um, I use a whoop to keep track of all that. Okay. Um, and it's pretty cool to go back and look at it because there's the peaks from each inning, and then you see how low it gets in between innings. Um, I've had a start where I got up to 198, so it's, it's pretty intense out there and it's cool you can go back and pair it up with time and then see what the situation was that caused that but so just understanding that well as a pitcher cardio itself is not important the the heart rate is up when you're pitching so training that in in alternate ways whether it's lifting in a shorter period of time and not taking any rest in between reps to to train that or the cardio or whatever it is um just training not throwing the baseball because we can't throw 2,000 times a day, but <laughs> getting the heart going as if it is working. Yeah. Uh, so it's just parallel work and training that, uh, getting your body prepped for that. Um, and then I'll do my recovery stuff, get on massage table, and sometimes I'll get in the float tank the, the day after. And just is this still the same uh, lady? Like, yeah, that <laughs> strongest. Just, <laughs> all time <laughs> oh my gosh she That's almost had me in tears <laughs> yeah. uh, but i'm soft though so it's all good <laughs> she's strong she knows where to push yeah she does <laughs> but uh, uh is that that's day one okay uh, day two will be i don't i throw my bullpen on the third day okay. uh, i started doing that last year just to give myself a little bit more break and recovery from that hundred plus pitch start um, so day two is pretty relaxed for me. Play catch out to ninety one twenty, whatever okay. I need that day. Just move my arm, feel it. Probably won't spin too many things. Just just throwing it and get the arm moving, see some ball flight, um, and then I will do. Uh, we do agility works. Agility on the most guys do it on day three because that's the day after their bullpen. I do it on day two just because my bullpen's day three. Gotcha. Um, but just some sort of agility work. Uh, try and be a little athletic. <laughs> but yeah, I had a rough time with that too. It's all good. <laughs> day, day two is a pretty low day as far as if you want to classify it in highs and lows. Um, so it's a, it's a low day for me. Day three is probably the hardest and heaviest day that I have during the week. Probably comparable, maybe more so than a start. Um, I'll do my bullpen work i will do gassers or half gassers which is basically down and back or down back down whatever you want to do it's not not fun gets hard (laughs) but so bullpen anywhere from 30 to 45 pitches um and then gassers for cardio which is just sprints essentially and then i'll go get into my i'll do manuals with the trainers which is shoulder shoulder care um and then i have a lift that day as well which is full body so it's a lot of work on the day three but it gives me some recovery day the day before and then a recovery day the next day um, gotcha so it's heavy, nice. heavy workload that day and that kind of 
preps me for my start moving forward. Day four, which is day before, is again similar to day two, which is light catch play. Um, and then the running is just some sprints, eight to 10 sprints, 30 yards. Nothing crazy with that. You want to be prepped and ready for the next day. Yeah. Um, that's at the end of the day, day five, which is a start, is the most important day of the week. Um, that's why you put all the work in throughout throughout the week. Recovery, strength, cardio, whatever whatever you need, whatever you're putting in. Um, day five is the most important day, and that's that's we're out here to pitch. We're not out here to be running athletes or power lifters, whatever. Um, yeah. And something the Indians started doing, I think, last year, and we're doing this year to to monitor the the strength and and whatnot is we have a lot we do a lot of force plate work um we have force plates to jump on which test vertical jump okay Uh, they have a on those force plates a bar that you pull into essentially like a deadlift um how much you would pull into the ground and then we have a groin bar which is squeezing uh adduction and abduction so squeezing and pushing with your you're, you're laying on your back and your knees are probably 90 degrees and you squeeze in and push out. Um, no, that's just to monitor strength and see, make sure you're in the right spot going into your start. Gotcha. Uh, and that can be useful to either monitor, either add or subtract from some of the work you put in the week if you're doing too much or not enough. Um, just to monitor small things. There's, there's a lot of little things that guys deal with throughout the year that aren't aren't going to be addressed uh publicly but that's just that's part of the game that's part of any sport it's the most unhealthy thing i do is throw a baseball (laughs) Um, unfortunately that's just how it is it's not natural Uh, so there's a lot of work that goes into making sure i can do that every fifth day Uh, not just going out there and (laughs) throwing the ball Um, and then my start day i've always struggled with this um I, i really have very little appetite on my start day, just whether it's nerves for the game or whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Um, I'm always, I'm a, I always get nervous for a start day, not in a negative way, just in a positive way. Yeah. It's my day to go out there and perform. And I think that's natural for any competitor to have those nerves. Um, yeah, you should be worried if you don't have them. <laughs> I definitely struggle to get it food in on those days so that's something that i'm still working through and that's part of my routine that is not complete and there's the routine's never going to be complete it's yeah. always tinkering and learning and adjusting um but that's your life as a pitcher <laughs> say that again i said that's your life as a pitcher you're always tinkering yeah. adjusting and exactly. learning new things <laughs> exactly um try and get there for four to four and a half hours before the game um do a lot of my video prep work, watching video from my previous start, video of the other team, uh, going through notes and do all that while doing some recovery method with the uh, Normatech on my legs. Oh, I um, love Normatech. Yeah, it's a great, <laughs> it was a great modality. Big modality fan. Yes. <laughs> Mark, Mark Pro is my best friend. So Yes, I love that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just there's a lot of work that goes into that fifth day. Um, a lot of it's behind the scenes and a lot of guys do a lot of, a lot of stuff that nobody sees. Um, but that's what, that's what I'm talking about when guys take their, their work into the game as confidence because they know they're, they're putting that work in. So 
there's no point in worrying about what you're going to physically be able to do that day. It's just go out there and compete. So, well, yeah, I mean, so you went in depth, which I'm glad you did. Um, I don't want you to go. Yeah. My first day is a light day, heavy day. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I'm glad you did that just to, you know, give the, you know, listeners some knowledge on what it's like to be a starting pitcher in the, um, in the MLB. Uh, and and getting close to wrapping it up, I did want to ask. I guess who? How do I want to ask this? Well, let's just forget that one. Let's think about. So you're you're, this is your first full year, right? Being in the bigs, and first you had to, COVID year. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, when when did you get called up last? Did you get called up last year? I debuted in June for one start. Uh, Clev had an ankle issue and then got recalled in August. So nice. Had 10 starts last year. Nice. Nice. And it, it was important, you know, did you feel any type of pressure to perform or was it like, uh, you know, I'm just going to, you know, get my feet weight in the big leagues or was it like, hey, you know, I'm trying to show them what I can do so I have a future here with the Indians? Yeah, I mean, going into my debut, I knew it was going to be one start no matter what. Um, Manzo is my, Tony Manzalino is my manager in AAA, and he goes, hey, you throw a no-hitter, you're coming back here tomorrow. So <laughs> don't, just go out there and have fun. Like, all right. So I, I knew the first impression was going to be important. Um, whether the results were good or bad, I, I knew I needed to go out there and just be me and compete and do what I needed mm-hmm. to do. And at the end of the day, give the give the team a chance to win. That's the starter's job is to go in there and pitch as long as you can and give your team a chance to win. Um, so I, I did just that. Um, went back down two days later and then kept my head down. Uh, not down. Kept my head up. <laughs> I know uh, what you're saying. And Didn't want to cause a ruckus in there. You were just, just like. <laughs> kept, kept working in. Uh, back in AAA in Columbus, and then when the time came, we traded Trevor Bauer, and then Salazar's hip issue came up, and the spot opened up. And I, when the time came, I was ready for for that opportunity again. And when I got back up, they were in the middle of a playoff chase, and it was it was cool to be a part of that. Um, there wasn't really any time to just like, hey, just go out there and learn. It was like, hey, like you got to go out there and do your thing because yeah. we're trying to make the playoffs. And <laughs> yeah. For two months straight, it was, I think we got eliminated like three days or four days left in the season. Yeah. So each game was super important. And I remember, I think I faced like four or five aces on the other team in a row. And so those are, <laughs> those are high stress, high leverage games. And it was awesome. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. The competition is unbelievable. And, definitely miss having fans in the stands it's a little extra <laughs> adrenaline whether you're home or away yeah, yeah. That, the atmosphere they're doing their best to recreate that this year with with crowd noise uh, <laughs> but it, it's not the same yeah yeah but at the end of the day it, the, the competition level was just high right off the bat and kind of just jumped right in there and, and I think that causes for less thinking. You're just like, you got to go. I always yeah. perform my best when I was facing, you know, another top pitcher. Um, and, yeah, so. Yeah, I think I went uh, <clears throat> Barrios, 
Tanaka, Cindergaard. I went like minor, <laughs> Mike Minor, the Rangers, and then Berrios, and then Tanaka, Cindergaard, and then like Odorizzi again. After that. <laughs> all right, all here right. we go. go. Strap it on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. Um, all right, one last quick question. Who is, um, is there anyone that you have faced where, I would say comparable to my moment. I think I did a good job of blocking every name out and just pitching, but I did, I don't know how or why I got distracted or out of the zone for a split second. And I heard the PA announcer say Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> and I don't know if you watched that game, but I, we ended, I ended up having to intentionally walking because I threw the first two pitches like 30 feet into the grass. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing fine, and then that was the bullpen bully game. End up having to uh, intentionally walk him, and which kind of scared me again. Once I threw those two balls, and then they did the intentional walk, I was like, "Oh crap!" Uh, <laughs> and I threw it like fifty mile an hour <laughs> to Roberto, and got that yeah. done. But I was able to to strike out Victor after that. But is there someone that you're like, you were like, "Oh crap"? Um, so the first time that happened to me, we play the Red Sox in spring training in college. And I was pitching at Pedroia and he hit a foul ball down the line. And as I was tracking back, I saw Ortiz on deck and I was like, Oh my gosh, what is going on? Uh, so I was in college. And I, I can't imagine. Um, but in the big leagues, I, it's gotta be the same. My debut is against the Tigers and seeing Miguel Cabrera in that box. Like I, I've been watching him since I was six, seven, eight, nine years old. And just, being on, on the same field as him was incredible. And yeah. it's still incredible every time you see a guy like that. Uh, yeah. Nelson Cruz, uh, Miguel Cabrera. I got to pitch against John Lester the other day, which is wow. a guy that I grew up watching and one of the guys that made me love this game. Um, so to toe the rubber against him was just incredible so. and humbling. And it's, it makes you realize that this game is special. Um, yeah, Miggy's Miggy's definitely that presence is yeah. always going to be around him, and he's a special special baseball player. And he's so always great. having he's always having fun though. He's never taken much serious, and that kind of like you know. But I'm pretty sure you did probably better against him than I did. Did you? Um, he got an infield single off me, so I'll take. Yeah, yeah that's better. I didn't <laughs> I throw didn't I didn't throw a ball near the plate, so. <laughs> news is if you got to intentionally walk somebody now that managers tells you up four and you don't have to throw anything yeah so. where was that when i was pitching man <laughs> but um you've seen miggy hit an intentional walk for a base yeah, hit so. <laughs> scary he's he's probably the only person you don't want to intentionally walk even by throwing the pitch yeah that's that's hilarious um well uh i appreciate you coming on um was there anything else you wanted to say um to you know send a message to anybody or whatever because i didn't really get to talk about your your parents or whatever but you know maybe we'll have you on down the road uh yep. maybe a uh, year from now with a normal season <laughs> <laughs> honestly just whatever whatever anyone does in life uh find something that you enjoy and do it to the best of your ability and have people around you that are going to support you and support that my parents have always been Nothing but supportive. My fiance is same. Um, family. I got a big family. My mom's one of nine, so I got a ton of cousins. Ooh, tons, nice. Tons of aunts. Um, they're all nothing but supportive. And it's pretty cool to see how close my family has become because of what I'm able to do on the field. 
it's not just me playing baseball. It's it brought my family closer, which is pretty special to me. Um, nice. I have uncles that didn't show up to family gatherings for years, and now they're all talking baseball every fifth day or whatever. So it's, that's what's it's up. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Just understand who you are and give it your best effort. Don't don't pay too much attention to results. Yeah, those are. Those are results are just byproducts of your work. It's not what's important at the end of the day. So put like the work it. in and see where it takes it. I like it. Well, Aaron, uh, appreciate having you on the podcast. Appreciate you coming up. You know that you're all big time now. You know, thank you for still, you know, answering my texts and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, once I get done with this Northeastern education, maybe we'll have to get back on the video games. <laughs> But uh, all right, appreciate having you on. Um, you know, go get that work done today because today's a, a big day for working out and stuff uh, yeah. according to your routine. Um, and uh, let everyone know I said what's up. And uh, will do. Yep, you have a good one. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. Yep, for sure. See ya. Uh, well, appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, this will be up Tuesday. Uh, we'll have Aaron's socials in the description. So you can go follow him, Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, give me some five-star reviews, subscribe, like, all that jazz. Uh, appreciate having you. Peace.